von Wegen mit Andy Teichmann. Von wegen auf BLNFM im Juli 2014, im sehr heißen Juli 2014. Heute hören und reden wir über die elektronische Musikszene in Sri Lanka. Und bei mir zu Gast im Studio ist einer der Protagonisten dieser sehr quirligen äh, jungen Szene, Aswashit Boyle, DJ und Produzent. Hi Aswashit. Hallo Andy. Nice to have you here. Pleasure to be here. We just started the show with music that uh, you brought from Sri Lanka mm -hmm. for yes. us. And mm -hmm. the first track we are listening to is a collaboration you did with the Stuttgart-based producer Checkmate, Checkmate yeah, aka right. Soul Fiction. Mm -hmm. one hour time and I am very curious to hear a bit about the, your background uh, as a DJ or, and how electronic music came to Colombo and Sri Lanka, how the scene started and, and how it's uh, developing now. Developing yeah. now, mm -hmm. yes exactly. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> Did this collaboration uh, with Checkmate 
So this was made as part of the Soundcamp project, which you were part of last a couple of years ago in Sri Lanka, uh, where a bunch of German artists and artists from the region, South Asian region, worked together for two weeks to collaborate in the studio and make some music. And this uh, was something I did with uh, Jackmate from Stuttgart, like you said. And um, we just got together in the studio one afternoon and he had this beat going and I had this the bass line and there's a small vocal clip and it all just worked really nicely in the mix and we came up with this track, Varan Dub, because there were so many um, Varans, uh, monitor lizards around the studio where we were working at the time. Yeah. And this was released on uh, Jackmate's label? It was label released film. as a vinyl, yeah, on Jackmate's label, on File Records, not not Philpot, the mm -hmm. sub-label File, uh, in December 2012, yeah. How did you come to this techno music what influenced um, you well i used to well i've always liked music when i was a kid I, i knew i wanted to do music i didn't know what in music but i thought first i play guitar in a band so i tried for two three years playing guitar in a couple of bands in colombo but i did not really work because um, the, the scene at the time was very underdeveloped and was, everyone was doing covers there was no real much original music apart from the heavy metal and this really the death metal scene there was some original stuff but I was not into that and uh, there was not much scope and after about three years I kind of got fed up with the playing in bands because there's too many different egos to manage mm -hmm. and uh, too many different ideas to get on the same page and so then I in 2007 I kind of started getting into electronic music because that was when it was first getting popular in Sri Lanka when just when the internet was reaching this point of maturity where you could find out more info and all these mm -hmm. blogs were coming up because before then in Sri Lanka you didn't have much access to electronic music or anything so I realized that it was kind of the way forward and I realized that I could do it myself and not have to rely on other musicians and other people. I could get my own sound out. And so I downloaded a copy of um, Tractor onto my computer and I thought, okay, I tried to DJ. And things have come a very long way since that time, five years ago. <laughs> I was uh, Sri Lanka five years ago was still in kind of a change yeah, after the war? It, this is still before the war finished. This was while the war was still going on, yeah. And that was just as the scene was kind of about to start. It was still only uh, private at that time, you know. Few people doing small parties, not much big events, couple of hundred people only. And things have changed a lot since then now. There's a lot of promoters and a lot of people making music. But back then it was just two or three groups of people doing small uh, all-night events and stuff. So when I first started playing, I was um, very young. For the, the local DJs at the time, they were much older than me. And there um, was quite a gap between what they were doing and what I was interested in. And so the scene was very, very immature when I, when I came onto it, actually, yeah. 
This this track we're hearing right now is something I made uh, at the beginning of this year. I usually make house and techno music, but I try also every now and then to do something different and yeah, take a listen.
song is already out. Uh, this song is I, I didn't actually release it through any label. I just it's just for listening. You know, I mm -hmm. do two types of music: the dance floor music, which I actually release, and this stuff is really just for fun for me and a chance to get something out of my system. You know, when I make straight dance music, I often find myself wandering and trying to do all these different things which I don't think fit into that kind of music. So this stuff is just a chance for me to get this brokenness out of me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all on the all on my SoundCloud page to listen to. Yeah. As you know, I, I just started a label in Sri Lanka. Yeah, we, um, uh, of course, I wanted to talk about the label too. Mm, yeah, so I think um, now is a good time because this this track you're hearing right now is um, mm. a release from the label. Um, it's it's Sri Lanka's first record label for electronic music. I mean, we have record labels in Sri Lanka who do like the the pop music and you know the the, the local Sinhalese music, but nothing for electronic stuff. And for the last couple of years, I've had this idea to do this, but there was just not enough. The people, the producers had not reached the level that I felt was good enough mm. to put out. But this year, since I just moved to Berlin, I thought before I come here, I make it happen. And um, it's been very exciting seeing all the people who have making cool music in Colombo and this track you're hearing right now is actually not made by a Sri Lankan although there are plenty of Sri Lankan tracks this track is made by um, an artist called Blindminded he's an Italian who lives in uh, UK he runs a label called Superfiction Records and he played at our, our launch party in, uh, in December and then he gave us this e uh, EP of which this is one track you're listening to right now I thought it captured the Sri Lankan island vibe nicely Yeah. What's the name of the label? By the way? It's called Jambu Tech Recordings. Um, Jambu is um, a fruit. It's in Sri Lanka. I, I, I don't know what it's actually called. I think it's called um, rose apple in English. It's not very common. It's it's mostly found in, in Asia. It's a small, sour, pink and red fruit, which uh, I really love. You eat it with salt and, and chili powder. It's not very healthy, but it's very tasty. So Jambu Tech is the name. Yeah trying to keep a local flavor <laughs> so in the last years the scene exploded in a way. the last years the scene exploded yeah sometime around um, I think yeah 2012 end of 2012 it really took off and you know now we have many promoters like every weekend there's you know, four five six you know electronic music events happening compared to you know one every two months which was when I first started playing and um, it's it's good it's good because uh, more people are into it it's not like a it's not a niche scene anymore it's not just a few people who are doing it but at the same time uh, people are kind of doing it too fast and trying to get too big before really um, understanding how the scene should develop and what we're seeing as a result is lots of not such great quality events and the sta at first there was a quite a high standard of sound and light and lineup 
and the locations but now that everyone is trying to do parties back home it's kind of that is dropping and it's becoming just okay we have a dj we have some speakers it's a party um so i i, I also do a lot of events in in sri lanka with my company bang bang and with the border movement to the goethe institute and we try to raise the standard of events by doing a lot of parties over there and so right now it's it's there's a lot of people who want who wanted to do this but it's just about guiding everything in in the right way and um yeah it's it's amazing to see now you know how many kids are you know into electronic music and producing when i first put my my, my first ep out in 2010 I checked on SoundCloud to see how many Sri Lankan producers there were and there was actually I could not find a single other person who had a SoundCloud account with original music and now there is at least 60 guys who are who are making music out there I mean, maybe not all of it which is in my taste but you know still there there and that's in in, three, in four years that's really crazy for me to see So this track is made by one of the guys on my label his name is Curio uh, this is his debut release on the, not only the label but anywhere um, just once again is an example of how quickly these guys are catching up this guy has been only making music for about 8 or 9 months and to me I think this is a really interesting track for someone who's had so little exposure to music and things the more colombo based phenomena or um, is it spread it around the country it's it's 
mostly from Colombo, but uh, even I have been surprised at the amount of people who are living. I mean, Colombo is the capital of Sri Lanka for anyone who doesn't know, and it's a small country and a small city, and um, the outside of the capital is very rural, very rural, rural area. And I, w- I did not expect so many people from outside to be making, but since I started this label, I've been a lot of people have been writing to me, and they are not all in in the in the city quite a few who are outside and maybe they are a bit further behind than the guys in the city but it's happening from from everywhere not everywhere but it's not just the capital one of the main reasons i started this label and i started doing all this work is in order to um give some of these guys a chance to to be heard because when they are living in in the village in colombo in, in sri lanka it's sometimes not so easy with no electronics it's not like in berlin where there's you know so many people who understand this it's really you know, a real uphill battle over there and also the language barrier plays a big part you know and even though everything access is all on the internet and stuff if you do not speak english and you only speak singhalese as a lot of these these guys do it's very difficult to you know even write to a label or even promote themselves online or or do any of the things to that it does take to 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 get music out and all that kind of stuff so the really the biggest motivation for me when doing this label was to give a voice for all these people who i really believe in in the talent out there in the country even though it's so it's so it's so new to them you know it's you know, electronic music is something that's been happening for decades here in in europe and it's something that's only been happening for not even half a decade in sri lanka so the fact that they are at this point after so little it really inspires me and um yeah that's why i i do this this label yeah and you do label parties now where the all the like all the producers or DJs come together yeah yeah we do it in we do it we've done one in Sri Lanka only so far i mean this is only happened this only started um, three months ago this label so we did one in Sri Lanka and i hope to do a few in um, maybe berlin maybe even in london in the next six months or so and uh, right now we release only digital but um, hopefully next year or maybe the year after i like to do a one vinyl release a year of maybe the the best few tracks of that year on like um, on a vinyl release because yeah we like to have something physical also and we can't afford to do every mm. single time but right now it's available on all the online stores and stuff i guess there's not too much too many vinyl dj's in sri lanka no in sri lanka there isn't but i mean it's it's not really it's not really just about sri lanka either you know it's also about having a presence elsewhere and and you know, people seeing something and being like okay look no one really thinks when they think of sri lanka as a place for you know, music and stuff they think of it as beaches and you know going on elephants and all that kind of stuff which is um It's a real stereotypical view of the island and a lot of people I meet who they come to our parties and they're like wow we never thought there would be like this kind of scene in a country like this so really it's also about telling people that this is not just this tourist destination but also you know a place with its own scene and own own sound happening 
and not just for partying because right now it's kind of getting a reputation as being a party place a lot of people are coming who are you know india is a bit strict about you know how things go and time and stuff so a lot of people are now just coming to these southern beach places and they just want to party and uh, i i think it's important that there's something also happening which is um, more creative and more based on an art form and a craft you know we all like to party but yeah we need to balance it out with something also as a um, community thing yes exactly yeah yeah and just an alternative an alternate um, viewpoint of the whole thing you know So this track is actually by a, a Maldivian producer. It's actually I know this has nothing to do with Sri Lanka but I think it's very interesting for you in the Maldives. <clears throat> it's a totally Muslim country as you may know and uh, there is no scene. There alcohol is illegal in the country and there is no such thing as a bar. There is no such thing as a nightclub. It does not exist. You have the, the luxury resorts where they like um have tourists there and they do all this they sell alcohol and all these rich russians and all go there but there's no scene and these guys this guy who runs a collective called the underground movement in male and um, they they are really working even a, a harder battle than in in sri lanka it's much much harder because it's not just that there is no scene and it's small like the government is actively against anything that's like this and i went and i played at um, a, the, the first festival in the maldives uh, in april where i met the guy who produced this track and i was just so inspired by the way they were working and getting no reward like they were putting on a two day festival for 200 people like it's really hard to motivate yourself and i really enjoyed his music so i i signed this track to the label it's out next month Did you talk with them how they got in touch with this music and scene? Well, they also have a similar story. They also are rock and roll guys to begin with, and I think it's quite similar but just happening a bit a few years later. Um I think it's also to do they were all musicians and then a bit again frustrated by things and there's a there's a big psytrance scene in in the Maldives. Most of these guys, even this guy is also they're all psytrance producers on the side. Um but yeah, it's it's very fresh. They are very very new.
also wondering what are your influences well it's very hard to answer that question because my it's not very constant I, you know if you ask me now and in a year my my favorite and artists never really stay the same it's it's more a sound that i'm influenced by like i for me my favorite music is when you can't really tell what genre it is you know if it's a straight up techno track or a straight up house track or a straight up reggae track It's not normally what I like. What I like is when you you can't really tell what something is. And I've always been fascinated with uh, elements of, of different genres and um, contrast between between genres. And when I was when I was a kid, um, my father used to listen to um, this progressive jazz rock from the 50s and 60s, or 60s and 70s in in England. The Canterbury music scene, it was called. So when I was a kid, I, I never heard the top 40 tracks, the radio tracks. In fact, when I was in school, the kids used to make fun of me because I didn't know the latest hit tracks on the radio. And at the time, I thought, you know, what's what's going on here? But now I realize that was a really big influence on me, not liking um, pop too much poppy music. And I know this word commercial is very confusing, but you know what I mean. Like I really like when stuff is more subtle and understated and. I never really liked singing much. I don't. I, to me, singing is the the easy way out. Singing is the easy way to to express an emotion or a feeling. And for me, it's always been uh, instrumental tracks that 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 got me, which I think was a big reason why I came to electronic music. And you know, even when I my, my father used to listen to Pink Floyd when I was a when I was a kid, and it was always the instrumental tracks that really stood out for me. When there was singing, uh, it was nice, but I really liked when it was the music that that spoke to you and didn't have to say a word that left it to you to interpret. Um, so really my influences are, I don't know, it's not a specific thing. It's an overall idea of or idea towards music really. I like reggae and dub music and like I said, house and techno, but not the pure forms of any of those things. As you can hear in this track, so this is also this is a track I made also as part of the same release as the Ladybird track I played in the beginning, 
and again it's just um, experimenting with you know it's, it's dubby but it's got the electronics in it as well I'm trying to see where where I can go with the sound but uh, did you have any kind of initial experience with techno music or party or to come in contact with the DJ scene? I'm just in Sri Lanka. Very curious. Well, no, just okay. wherever. I don't well, know. well, let me go right back to the beginning. In the in the 90s, or actually, I guess it was the late 90s when I was maybe 12 or something. My first taste of electronic music was the big beat scene you know the chemical brothers and fat boy slim and, and that, that was kind of, that was that was really commercially the, known yeah that was commercially known in sri lanka and that was when i thought hey like this is this has the attitude of, of rock music which i liked but it sounds um cleaner and more utilitarian i guess i like when music is functional you know I, when it's just it serves a purpose and so i guess it was the big beat scene in the 90s that really okay got me onto what electronic music was but then I kind of forgot about that again got back into the rock scene it was pretty anti-electronic music actually I was like okay you know, DJs are not really you know doing anything musical and this computer I, I kind of got caught into this trap that a lot of people are caught into like oh the best music was in the 60s and 70s and now nothing is good anymore and electronic music is made by a machine and and then really it was I like I said 2007 2008 when I started listening to music on on blogs and stuff and I mean I, I hate to even say it but it was like this French act justice and stuff like at that time which helped me to move from the rock I mean now I, I cannot even stand to listen to this heavy electro music and stuff but it was really that that I saw you can electronic music can also be something with this attitude that helped me to shift and then I used to go to parties in Sri Lanka and they, I was still only like 18 or 17 at this point and there's one DJ in Sri Lanka his name is DJ Shyam and um, to me he, he was the person who brought the modern underground electronic music culture to Sri Lanka and I saw him play in 2008 I think at a, at a Ministry of Sound party in, in Sri Lanka super commercial and I just thought, wow, this DJing is not just, you know, playing top 40 hits to some wasted people. It can be as interactive and engaging an experience as a, as a band playing. And I think that was the turning point for me. I saw this guy play and I thought, wow, I want to I wanna be a DJ and I want to make electronic music.
yeah so this is what i normally do this is my normal sound it's deep it's techy and this track is um, coming out on a label called maktab records run by uh, india's biggest techno name i think arjun vagale he's quite big on the techno scene and he does a label called maktab and this is out in a couple of months on that label but yeah this is I guess my standard mm. my standard fare <laughs> How's the connection between the Sri Lankan and the Indian scene? Um, there's there's not too much of a connection really. Uh, India is very techno, very techno heavy. I mean, in in Delhi, the main main guys are all playing a lot of kind of dark techno, and that doesn't really work in Sri Lanka. It's um, on the beach and in the outdoors, people are in a bit more. Of, that's why my sound is also more funky and warm. And um, so there's stylistically, I, I don't see much of an overlap. I mean, there are guys who do music like that in, in in Delhi and stuff too. But um, lately, uh, I think a lot of Indian uh, promoters and labels are looking at Sri Lanka as a way of expanding their market. So we're I think in the next couple of years we're going to see um, more more Indian stuff happening in, in Sri Lanka. There's a couple of the big festivals that are trying to do a like there's this sunburn festival and they do also like a pre-parties in Sri Lanka and this other stomp festival that they did one main event in Sri Lanka. So I think um, in the region in that way there is something is going to happen because mm -hmm. like I said it's a bit more free. Compared to India, you don't have time. Time limits. Well, I mean, it's it's not that there aren't time limits. It's just that there are places you can go where you can kind of work around them, especially on the beaches and stuff. There are kind of areas where you can, you know, you can start a party at six in the evening and finish it at six in the evening the next day. And I don't think that there's many places. I mean, I don't know if it's the case, but from what I've heard, I don't know how much you can do that in, in India. And it's... Uh, funny I would have thought that it's quite similar you can just about who you know and you can get the permission but apparently it's not so easy so I think a lot of guys they want to come and do these bigger parties in, in Sri Lanka Is there a conservative power in Sri Lanka? In Sri Lanka, that, well, that, of, of course. Uh, there is, of course, but there are is. they uh, somehow suspicious with uh, what's happening? It's, it's strange. I, I, they're not actively it's actively against it, if you know what I mean. I, I think it hasn't got maybe big enough for that to happen yet. I don't know whether it will happen eventually. But for the last three years, it's kind of been happening without any condemnation from from the government or really even not even i mean you I, i i thought when the scene started that in a couple of years we'd have the older generation and the conservatives saying oh what is this this is not part of our culture this is no good this is promoting things that we don't um, want in our country and because there is so much of that in in other things in, polit in the political situation and stuff in Sri Lanka, there's so much close-mindedness. I'm actually surprised that it's gone this far without that. I mean, you do get people who are against it, but it's pretty much allowed to happen. And I think also in the places it does happen, it really boosts the 
not the overall economy but like when people do parties in these these are just like little shacks on the beach right and it's really i think helps the people in the area also and when it's done in a good spirit i think it benefits people around these venues and stuff so at the moment it's pretty okay but i don't know how long that will last mm. That's uh, comes brings me to another question, or even gives the answer to another question. I guess uh, it was not easy to find uh, discotheques or clubs in the beginning and convince them to change their musical program to yeah. underground uh, techno. Still, it's not. There's the, the club scene and the electronic music scene are separated in in Sri Lanka. It's it's not like here in Berlin where you know a nightclub is is playing this kind of music. Usually, the clubs in Sri Lanka they are still playing the you know, the top 40 music. They are everything. And now nowadays, now that electronic music is the mainstream, they happen to play electronic music. But it's this. You know, pop electronic music, this EDM stuff that everyone is into. So it's really not much of a club scene even now. It's it's uh, stuff that's done completely one-off thing in a in a one-off venue. Um, like like I said, like it's mostly just on the beach. You find a, a small bar or something on the beach, and then you just have space there. And the problem is that that means you got to. Sp Each event is a much bigger expense because you're you're building a stage, you're building a, a roof, you're building a dance floor, you're bringing the speakers from like you know 60 kilometers away. It's not like you're just booking a club and the sound system is there and everything is built. It's it's it that kind of holds it back. But I think in a way that also makes it more interesting because it's each time for when we do a, when we do a party, it's, it's its own thing. It has its own concept. And the way the place is designed and built, it, it changes every single time. So even though it's a little inconvenient, it's also kind of cool. But yeah, you you can't go to a, a club like that in Sri Lanka and say, oh look, Friday night. Or maybe they give you Wednesday night or or Thursday night, but they'll never give Friday and Saturday to to do this because the crowd that goes there is different. They want to have drinks and listen to music they know. Mm. Yeah. And you create the spaces uh, as a collective of people. Yeah, well, like I said, I work with um, actually three groups. There's one group is called Bang Bang, and that's how we started this whole thing. I, I launched my first EP EP launch party in 2010 through this group. It just started off as me and a couple of friends listening to music at home because we didn't like the music in the clubs, and so we do. It's a collective of of artists and DJs, producers, promoters. Um, artists, visual artists um, who are doing VJ uh, work and as well as uh, actually drawing and stuff. So when we do events, we we create, we really create a unique experience from we from our, our tickets uh, to our flyers. They're all collectible things with artwork and drawings and. Uh, there's a lot of attention to detail with this group and so then there is the the label obviously which is now I do search some events through the label which there's quite a lot of overlap between Bang Bang and Jumbo Tech a lot of the same people are involved in it and then there's of course Border Movement which you know about um, which is uh, a platform set up by the Goethe Institute to create um, to promote collaboration between Germany and, and the South Asian region and uh, Border Movement is is active in Sri Lanka and doing uh, one big event a year called PETA Interchange as well as several smaller events called the Border Movement Lounge and I've played quite an active role in, in um, 
being in a, a advisory basis and a consultancy basis for these projects and yeah through these three things we've really tried to raise the standards and show people that you can spend a bit more money and time and that means you can in the end you you get something more back rather than you just the current attitude is you do as little as you can and then you try and get as much in that one mm. time rather than looking at the long the long term yeah but colombo is very small so if someone is doing this you know them it's not like in berlin where there's so many different i mean i i think i would know most of all the producers and dj's in the country so it's really like a like a family thing over there still it's nice You moved to Berlin, or you temporarily stay in Berlin now since some time? Yeah, I'm, I'm here for six months. I arrived a month ago, and I'm here till December mm, to yeah to experience Berlin and to improve myself and to learn about things in a different scene. You know, I, I Sri Lanka is always my home, and it's my my big project is to build up the scene there. So I thought I needed a small break to recharge myself and to learn more so I can then take that back to Sri Lanka. So yeah, I'm here for a while, who knows, maybe forever, <laughs> we see. <laughs> What's your impressions? Um, well, I came last year, my first time was last year when I came to play at the Fusion Festival and at Kater Holzig. And um, my first impressions then were, wow, this is this is amazing because... Yeah, just the scope and the, the how accepted it is. It's just it's not a in Sri Lanka. The scene is something that's it's separate. It's it's an external culture that happens to be a part of this. But here you just feel like it's it's just normal. It's it just exists within not a subculture but the culture, and that is really it's refreshing to to not be on some fringe and in some some minority of, of people but rather in something bigger I find, found it very inspiring and and very humbling also to see I don't know how much how many people are doing so many different interesting things and yeah it's everyone some people say it's a few years too late to move to Berlin but yeah it's still nice for me And it's something you uh, think that you take from Berlin to to Sri Lanka in terms of ideas? And is there something that you would say, as Berlin scene has already grown so much, okay, there are some things I would uh, not like be happy to, not like yes, to happen in Sri Lanka? Yes, definitely. There is, it's, it's mostly about ideas, you know, um, how you go about things, how things are done. But definitely, it's, it's, it's also nice. It's also... It's also good to see, like it's like seeing the future a little bit, how where things can come. And of course, there's always, there's always negative things about it. And in fact, a lot of the artists who have come to Sri Lanka to play from Germany, in the very beginning, I used to always complain and say, "Oh man, you guys are so lucky. You're coming from these cities in Europe where there's so much of an established scene." And the guys like, "Man, you know, you are much more lucky because this is where our scene was 20 years ago when it was really underground and really special." And uh, that's where Sri Lanka is now. 
now and I, I I really I think that's something which we have there which you don't have here the fact that it it hasn't kind of reached a, a, a mature stage it, it's still happening it's still real it's still just kids in their rooms trying to do something crazy with machines it's not this like in India for example it's as far as I know it's become quite not corporate but it's it's very institutionalized electronic music the parties are done by you know big alcohol and energy drink brands and it hasn't come to that in Sri Lanka yet it's still powered by kids who think electronic music is cool like that's the main thing and it's very special and I, I'd like to try and see how long we can hold on to that feeling in, in Sri Lanka Uh, this is another track from the label actually <clears throat> it's also by the same producer who i played a track before it's called crane and it's also available right now to buy on the internet how will people find you on the internet our website is www.jambutech.com jambutech j-a-m-b-u-t-e-k but uh, the music is on beatport juno all the big download sites and on soundcloud if you just search jambutech Tell me a bit about the PETA interchange idea. The PETA interchange, um, the first year the PETA interchange happened, it was after the Sound Camp project, like I spoke, told you earlier about. And um, so the, all the artists lived together for two weeks in these studios and they made music together. And at the end of the two weeks, um, Border Movement did a show where they took over um, an old building in the heart of the city which in an area which during the war time was not accessible it used to be before the war the city center where all the shopping was and everything but after the war started it became a militarized not a militarized zone but uh, the army camp was close by and there was a lot of big government buildings there so this area was kind of locked down and when the war ended it, it had no life because people were not used to going there and uh, there was nothing there so we so the border movement took a building in the middle of this area and they it was falling to pieces and they did this party there across two stages PETA interchange in 2012 and it was a great success a lot of people came and it was a real experiment we were not sure whether you know, of course here it's normal to have an event in a broken old abandoned place but in, in Sri Lanka there was there's not that culture really and we were really worried that 
people might not want to go and and enjoy for a night in some car park with rats and and water puddles and stuff but uh, it worked and and people came and so for the last two years we've been doing the event again last year we did it in a in a auction hall a marketplace which is active at the moment it's um, every day it's from 9 to 7 in the evening it's a huge hall with vendors selling incense and pots and pans and everything so it was uh, really cool to take that space and then turn it into the second peda interchange and um, uh, this year we do it again on the 2nd of august and this time it's uh, at a, a cinema uh, a cinema which is uh, still functional but extremely neglected it's from the 50s it's built this cinema is built in the 50s at the time it was one of the most high tech Uh, cinemas in the region i believe it's called the rio um but now it's fallen into total neglect but that's our concept is to find these buildings that people have forgotten about and do something in them and so this this year we have uh, two floors one is in this cinema and right next to the cinema there is a hotel which was actually uh, burnt down during the race riots of 1983 um which is what uh, kind of sparked off uh, the 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 real conflict in sri lanka and stuff so it's got quite a quite a back story and uh, so for the last month the team in sri lanka has been converting this place into a space for the party and on the 2nd of august it's it's happening with a couple of german acts some acts from pakistan uh, maldives uh, a lot of the people you've heard today on the show actually also are performing there yeah it's exciting Do you think that uh, the party or the electronic music scene can play a social role in the society of Sri Lanka? Uh, well, I'd like to think that. Yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, I don't know how on on what level, but I think even if if, if kids are making music, it's better than they're you know, being. I don't know, being racist, right? I I don't really know, but. For me, it helps. It, it really, it really does. It's get your get your mind off all this stuff and not take things too seriously. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. another track of mine actually and um, it's out next month on a brazilian label called plano b records and they're actually one of my favorite labels they they do really funky techno music and i was really happy to be able to get a release on there so this is out next month the guitar again for that yes yes <laughs> 
this was already an hour of Sri Lankan music with Asfashit and Andy Teichmann. And I'm very fascinated about all the things that you told about the Sri Lankan scene. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Last question before we say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Where can people that come to Sri Lanka mm -hmm. for a holiday or other reasons mm. find you? And the scene. Facebook, unfortunately, is the easiest thing. And resident advisor, all the parties are being listed. But follow Jambutech and that's where everything will be listed. Yeah, even the border movement and bank bank stuff. Vielen Dank fürs Zuhören. Das war von wegen auf Berlin FM. Ich bin Andi Teichmann, heute mit Boy. Wir hören uns hoffentlich wieder im nächsten Monat. Bis dann. Tschüss.